America. Across from me, as always, is the lovely Sheila. <laughs> Hello. Uh, and we're, we're doing a bit of a marathon recording session, so if you listen to the end of last episode, we've kind of been been chatting about that a little bit in between uh, uh, recordings, and we wanted to, to touch on it a little bit more. Um, if you uh, if it's been the two weeks since you've listened, um, the end of last episode was basically uh, uh, it's Taylor, right? It is Taylor, okay. not Tyler. Yes. Sorry, Taylor gets uh, exceptionally aroused after Darcy gives him a massage. Which I would like to add, I think in the like horrifying end of that scene, we almost had to gloss over the fact that he basically put on her that she's the only thing keeping him from committing suicide and yes, then we didn't we didn't touch on that nearly enough no yes. like that's how predatory oh and abusive that this this whole thing is and then he okay like that's a that's a bad enough thing to say to someone then to segue directly into but would you give me a massage yeah like you're not giving her she, she can't say no and i this is it's so interesting to me because, you know, I was 12, so you don't usually have a piece of media where the author's intentions and the actual product are so insanely divergent. And what we were trying to figure out in between the sessions was what would you have watched to bring that about? What was your media diet back then? And when I was upstairs giving it a little bit of a think, it, it was just, I think it's one of those things where... And I don't know if the, I'm sure at some point they do this in the X Files, but there's always that moment in like shows where the male lead, these shows from like that era, mm-hmm. goes to kiss the female lead, and she's like, "No, no, please don't." Mm-hmm. But then the male lead keeps pushing. Yes. And then they keep going. Yes. And it's not the exact same thing. And then I started thinking about how that's a lot of. I mean, that's just kind of a that's very tropey. That's something that yes, like Cersei and Jamie in the Sept. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that was just him raping her in the show. But but there, there's the another um, example of where the author's or I guess showrunner's intention was different than. But the, use the, the language of out. cinema, and there's ways that you could. That's it. I know. Whole another discussion. Yeah. Whole another discussion. But I also think that it, it stems from a problem of where you don't have nearly enough female creators, mm-hmm. and you're not getting nearly enough of that perspective. And it's so insidious because, again, like, I was 12, but I was the female creator, but I had apparently received so many messages already because I can't really point to one piece of media. This is almost two separate things. It's it's actually three separate things. It's the whole, I would be suicidal without you. Which That's is super problematic. So toxic. Abusive. It's, like, not even fucking funny. Yes. But... I see what I was going for there, which was just... I think what he was trying to say was, like, you're the light of my life. Like, I think oh, that... Right, right. He wasn't trying to be, like, if you if you leave, I'm, I'm definitely going exactly. to shoot myself or something. Exactly. Because she's in no danger of leaving. But however, like, to say that to someone then makes it so they can never leave. You're putting... You're, that's... It's, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. But that's one of those things when you were younger, you're like, oh... So romantic. Isn't that romantic? Yes. One other thing before you you continue that I do want to get out there is that when I I'm bagging on like male creators and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I'm not saying that all men are shit. No, we love men. We, we love do. a lot of men. We do, not and it's like it's it's. I'm not trying to be like you guys are all shit bags. No, I'm glad you said that. This comes up a lot when I'm hanging out with friends of like all um you know genders and 
um, races and whatever, like occasionally we'll all just look at each other and be like, fucking white men, right? Like that happened yesterday. And I feel bad because frequently I do that in front of my husband and my husband's friends. Oh, yeah, Bob and I do that all the time. Where we're just like, <laughs> I mean, it's usually just like white. We usually do like white people. White people are fucking terrible. That's what happened because we, I can't remember what we were talking about yesterday. And then somebody was like, but so and so also. And we were all like, yeah, white people. Yeah. But it, and I, it was listening to something. It might have been Love It or Leave It. I don't listen to that a lot anymore, but every now and again I do. Um, but the Pod Save America guys mm, okay. kind of get on my fucking nerves. I'm not familiar with I mean, I haven't listened to that one. They were like very involved in the Obama administration and just very mm. kind of like, and I don't want to get in a big political no, thing God, no. right now, but um, very sort of okay with the way the DNC works and shit like that. And I see. Again, I don't want to get into a whole no. a whole discussion. But um, uh, one of the things they said was, you know, we, we and I don't even, I think it was that podcast. It might have been a guest on one of them. Whatever. Basically was, you know, we, we come in and we're like shitting on like, you know, toxic masculinity and mm-hmm. like white dudes. But then you're, you're never like, it's always just like, you all suck. Yeah. So go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Okay. That may be the case in some cases, but how is that? a productive line of inquiry right and how are we going to use that to get to a point where we can all come together and kind of agree on something right what we're criticizing here is um like institutions the the patriarchy not individual men no i'm not shitting on anybody and that's not to say that there aren't terrible men out there sure definitely there are are. terrible everybody there's terrible everybody but i don't want anyone ever listening to this to be like Oh, they're they're anti man, right? Because no. I'm not. No, and I don't think you are either. I'm not. So I love men. I do. I love women too. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a spectrum. It's it's whatever. You know, we're not we're not trying to come for you guys. We're not. No, this is not radical. No, no, no. It's 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 just more. These are the problems that we need to address, and and, and like I said in the last episode. It doesn't do dudes any favors either. I think in in my story in particular, there's just so much internalized misogyny. Darcy turns her hate on other girls. A lot. Yeah. You know? And again, I... But you're kind of taught that from the beginning and not necessarily like your mother doesn't sit you down and is like, these bitches are all your competition. No. But that's just the way everything is kind of framed for you from the start. That is what I believed to be true. Yeah. I just, I was just thinking about all of the, like, I right before I uh, had uh, Izzy, I went on kind of a tear because I knew I was going to be on bed rest for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to get a bunch of, like, science fiction and fantasy novels that are written from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I don't want the the white male perspective because that's very, that's what dominates that, that space. It's I want what to, we were steeped in. I want different voices because yes. I think... You need to have different voices. I want different voices to be part of the canon. I was texting with my friend. I, I told you I had this great Valentine's Day. I was like texting with my friend Courtney, who is amazing. Um, and she and I recommend each other books a lot. We have a very similar taste. And, and we got to talking. And she and I both love the Russians, right? Like Dostoevsky, Tolstoy, whatever. But I have not read Anna Karenina. And she was like, you need to read it. I was like, you're right. It's February. Let's get bleak. And she said that she had not read 1984 or Brave New World. And I was like, you need to read both of those. So See, we- that's, those two are ones I don't all understand how you get out of school not reading those. 
One or the other, at least, right? Because I feel like they're on, like, literally every single school reading list. Should be. Um, but I was like, wow, we're really assigning each other, like, a whole lot of the white Western male canon right now. There's actually, uh, I haven't mentioned her, Lindsay Ellis, my girl, does mm-hmm. a, she does It's Lit for PBS. It's a series of videos on YouTube. And she touches on that. Mm-hmm. And we should watch that before you leave today because it's 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 interesting. I've internalized a lot of like those are the greatest writers. Oh, I'm we all still have shaken that off a little bit. It's the same with directors, you yeah. know. It's uh, oh, you know, Stanley Kubrick, Steven Spielberg. These yes. these are our, you know, Martin Scorsese. As much yeah. as I do think he is actually one of our great. I mean, directors. they they are the great. No one is saying that they aren't they aren't talented and good. It's just I want room for the others too. In being a, a white person, and I think this is hard to describe to people without offending them, you are inherently privileged, especially as a white male. Yes. And that's not to say that you don't have stuff shitty. Yes. It's just in going through life. You're in not just, playing on hard mode in your by every, default. In your everyday, things, normal everyday occurrences are a little easier for you. You know that book that we talked about the last podcast that I read, The Changeling by Victor Laval? Yes. There was this throwaway line um, where he was talking to his wife and he was like, How, how'd you get here? Did you catch a taxi? And she was like, yeah, the second one I hailed. It has never happened to me in my entire life that the first taxi I hailed would pass me by. Right. And it was just a, a small line, but it, it made me sort of stop and take notice. Do you remember, I think we were going out to dinner, and this was a while ago, so before, you know, the girls and everything. We took an Uber uh, from your house into the city and we had an African-American driver. I think mm-hmm. it was around when Trump was running for president. Really? And we started talking politics in the back. And you could mm. almost feel him bristle because we're two white chicks. Yeah, I do remember And I that. think he thought it was going to go away. But we ended up, you know, going the correct way because we're, we're liberal people. Yeah. And we're like, fuck that guy. And then he started joining in on the conversation. Do, do you remember, remember that? that? Yeah. Now, yeah. You know, because it's like, think about that. Like, you you would have to sit there and just stew in your own juices. Yeah. Maybe agree, you know, because, oh, hey, I if I disagree with this person, I don't know what's going to fucking happen. Okay. But, I mean, yes, exactly. Now, but as something women, similar happened to you today. We talked about it on the last podcast. Well, that no, guy as, made that joke, and both of us, right. neither of us challenged him on it. Because I was like, we're in this dude's shop, in this dude's space. I'm not going to say anything. Right, because you don't know. And don't I started to know. mentally give him the benefit of the doubt, because I was like, I can't believe that just happened. No, I did too, because it's just kind of like... And I mean, he was an awkward guy. Like That's I, what I wrote it off as. And it's just like, hey, whatever, man. I'm never coming in here, and I'm never... I was never going right. to buy anything from you anyway, well, no, but... no, I'm not in the... Mar- I did like that alligator doll. It was cool. <laughs> I thought there would be more tarot cards and shit in there. Yeah, it was mostly skeletons. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was like a shop for the guy to show off his skeletons. Yes. yes. Um, but no, as women, you deal with a different set of things because you're a woman and mm-hmm. you just deal with that kind of shit every day such as somebody being like oh i noticed your shirt because i was staring at your boobs okay well thank you that's great right and it doesn't even it could like water off your back now because it's just like right okay it that it did not set off my like i'm in danger hackles at all which sometimes those things do well, he I was think not we were aggressive both in there together maybe yeah. if i had been alone yeah i don't know and i I didn't want to say anything because he said it to you, and I was like, I can't speak for her. You know, I, mean, I, I don't also know, I didn't feel know if like going to challenge it. You know, and I'm not like a tough person by any stretch of the imagination. No, but you're a no nonsense person. I feel like I could have handled him if something happened. Oh, absolutely. 
Just break one of his skeletons. <laughs> right. Smash. <laughs> but no, it's just, there's there's a discussion of privilege that I think gets... The same with toxic masculinity. We're not saying that all masculinity is toxic and bad. No. There's a certain brand of it that is inherently rotten. Yes. And doesn't do men any favors either. So when I took the um, drag burlesque class, one of the things... Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that sounds delightful. It was awesome. It was like the last thing I did before I had the baby. I was like pregnant man drag. It was cool. Um, And I will say just from chatting with everyone in the class, I believe everyone else in the class was queer. And I did have to kind of wonder to myself, am I occupying a space that I'm just like elbowing my way into? I'm not sure. But, you know, that's something to think about. But the instructor asked us in the first class, we sat and talked and brainstormed the qualities of masculinity that we wanted to embody, that we wanted for ourselves. And like for me and I think for all of us, like we had to relearn how to move like a man because we all kind of felt that men move through space like they just occupy space. Like you can like people, you know, man spreading is a meme or whatever, but Men, I feel most men can move physically with an easy confidence and they do not have to. They don't have to worry about taking up the space, whereas a a woman does have to worry about taking up the space. Right. And that's just that's what I found that I envied most about men, that confidence to occupy a space. And I know, like, first of all, not all men are physically imposing in any way. Certainly not all men would manspread or presume to take up someone else's space. Certainly there are men who have reasons to be fearful of aggressors. Like I'm not saying that a man can feel totally safe walking alone at night. But I I just But you feel safer than a woman would. But I think there are some men that might disagree with that and it would be and reasonable. Maybe. Yeah. That's fair. But that's I, fair I just, point. like, I think And I mean, all... I used to walk around alone at night in my neighborhood, yes. and I felt absolutely fine, so... Exactly. And there are different cities in the world right. where I do and don't feel comfortable doing that. But I think all, like, we ever really want is to check your privilege. And it hurts. It sucks. It doesn't feel good. And it's a hard conversation to have with yourself. Yes. I'm still having it all the time. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's an that, evolving that thing. That right. That's the thing I just Exactly. Did? And I think if you're at least doing that... And just evaluating, like, just as long as you, you realize, because I think it's it's a hard thing to explain to some people. Yes. And to not have the conversation kind of go off the rails. Yes. It's just, that's what we mean when we say toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity or white privilege or I want different perspectives, not just the white male perspective. Yes. We're not saying fuck white males god no we're not saying shut up stop talking i also think that it makes space for other people yours is not the only opinion exactly and i think just in the context of of entertainment you need different voices and different perspectives because it all gets very samey if it's the same fucking shit over and over and over again i also think some things um, are a critique that don't appear to be like I think Breaking Bad was a really good example of toxic masculinity at times like Walter White I always thought he was at his scariest when interacting with his wife he was fucking scary there's a lot of hate for Skylar out there and like she wasn't that's because know. the problem with those shows is 
there's there's people who are watching it wrong. You're right. No one. It's it, they were not never where they lionizing Walter White. You're not supposed to root for Walter White. You're not supposed to root for Tony Soprano or Tyler Durden. You're not supposed. You're watching. You're watching Fight Club wrong. You're not <laughs> supposed to root for Don Draper. Maybe towards I guess I, I've not seen Mad Men. I haven't seen that last half season. I think he kind of. He, he's really handsome though, so we'll give him a pass. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Obviously, yeah. But it's it's the problem where people watch those shows and it's like, oh, he's he's such a fucking badass, and it's like, no, he's a fucking monster. Exactly. And then they shit all over the wives because the wives are there ruining the fun. And I, I Carmela wonder... Soprano used to get a lot of shit too. And I never made it far enough into the Sopranos to really know about Carmela, but. I like I love to go on discussion boards and stuff when I'm into a piece of media and Breaking Bad those discussion boards are from seven years ago and I wonder if the discourse would be different now and I like to think it would be because there was just so much unwarranted hate for Skylar again like Marie I could see (laughs) if you were not a huge fan of Marie and her klepto behavior and her just sort of obliviousness but Skylar never really did anything but first support her husband then support her family well and Marie and Hank though weren't they a lot more they didn't have all the shit that the whites had. Like, Walter made the turn. And, I mean, granted, yes, he could have gone a different way. He didn't have to go the way he did. But it was the pressure from all the shit that had gone, was going mm-hmm. wrong in his life, right? Like, mm-hmm. things aren't where I want them to be. So I'm going to turn to this life of crime mm-hmm. to get to where I want it to be. Hank's over here collecting geodes like it's nothing, man. <laughs> I loved Hank. Oh, he was a great He was character. fucking great. I loved Hank. He's a great show. But back to our stories. I just, like, this this last episode kind of upset me a little bit for something that I've been, like, thinking of as, like, tragically funny for a while. That one line where he says, what did he say? Um, just go while I'm giving you the chance. That really freaked me out. Well, because it's like... I'm gonna hurt you right and I'm not gonna be able to help myself and you're responsible right yeah well and not only that but I'm going to be able to I'm going to hurt you because as a man I can't control my my impulses right which we talked about during the break that is that's so infantilizing that well, is and it's insulting that's, to that's, dudes um what is the, that's misandrous to very much just so. that like it's 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 a horrible thing to put on a gender of people. Right. Because it's like, it's not the, uh, like, it, it, it's like we, we lowest common denominator dudes, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. You, you expect the worst of them. Yes. And when yeah. it's there, it's like, oh, okay, well, you didn't do that horrible thing. So cool. At and least in fiction and in stories and shit. It's like, oh, you baselined. That, and that is what, like, this last scene where he sends her away so he doesn't, I don't know, rape her. I was writing that to illustrate what a good guy he was. I thought it was really romantic. And that's, like, circling back around to what you asked me. What was the piece of media that set that off? The only possible thing. Well, and not even just single piece of media. Like, more. But, okay, like, how much media did I take in at the age of 12? Well, that was the other thing. That's why I was curious. It's like, how much are you watching? Because I know we, I don't know if we said it now, but during the break, you weren't a very TV, you no. know, television-y household. And my mom was pretty strict. Like, she wouldn't let me watch The Simpsons. So her radar for what was inappropriate was pretty extreme, in my opinion. Um, She did take Flowers in the Attic away from me. I did go borrow it from another friend. That is the only thing that I think, that like, that DNA might be in here. Mm-hmm. 
because um the protagonist Kathy and her like terrible incestuous brother Chris there's a scene where he's like he like love rapes her huh. and she tries to stop it but then it's like oh but he just loves me so much so that's why he did this I never read any VC Andrews so. I have a complicated and loving relationship with VC Andrews I, I I don't think it's it's right to uh shit on other people's uh trash right because right. we've all got it yes we've all got Skeletons it Skeletons in the closet and it's there's there's I don't think there's anything wrong with enjoying media that or or fiction or stories that delves into those darker things right I think the biggest thing is just kind of knowing what you're getting into. Well, and, and I'm, I'm speaking ages... most of, mostly in the context of fanfic because, of course, I am. But mm-hmm. on AO3, it has a very robust tagging system. That's good. So you know what you're getting into, unless somebody doesn't tag it properly. Right. But it's like they get shit in the comments. Then. Yeah. It's like, dude, what, what are you doing? You got to tag that shit. Like, this is like fucked up. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you want, if you want dark fic, you can go find dark fic. Mm-hmm. But if you want the light fluffy shit, you don't you don't want the the Reese's pieces of it all in the middle there. It's mm-hmm. like those two things need to be separate so that people can like I want to enjoy that or I want to enjoy that. I just I think oh god, I mean we could talk about this for hours and hours and take a whole college class on it and write a thesis and have an academic career based on it. I there was something so alluring to me at that age of not having to be the one in control. And I think like we touched on this a little bit at the break, too, where it's like you can like as a girl, you're kind of taught you're not supposed to take pleasure in sexuality because it makes you a whore. But if someone else is so overcome with sexual desire for you that they just do it to you anyway and you didn't ask for it, that's good like that's and I think that's what was happening here you know like I was raised fairly religious and like received messages from not directly from my family but from the institution of the church that you know sex is bad and sexuality is bad and you shouldn't be having these thoughts etc and I think well I think everybody like who's raised when we were raised gets that because it's that that sort of uh, we were watching a um a George Carlin special where he was shitting on baby boomers, which is, mm-hmm. which is hysterical. Is he not a baby boomer? Was he-, uh, he is. He's from that like generation, but he can recognize that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they're terrible in some ways, and this is you know twenty fucking years ago. Mm-hmm. That's why it surprises me. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of like right wing people kind of. Oh, George Carlin. He really told it like it was and shit. But if you watch his mm-hmm. comedy, he's fairly progressive. Mm-hmm. But he was like. You know, the baby boomers grew up where it was all sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But mm-hmm. then when they grew up, they were like, well, you can't have any of that stuff. But you and I did have a conversation earlier today about all the things that we did, which were fairly tame. Like, we're both pretty tame teenagers that, like, I wouldn't necessarily be wanting my daughter to do. Sneaking out of the house. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I ever snuck out of the house. You said you did, though, right? I did repeatedly. <laughs> but, like, to go driving around with Brian... In the middle of the night. Or right. Like, you weren't like going to like, you know, raves. Do blow <laughs> and like, no, right. No. Murder a hobo or something. No. It was Or like there was a big snowfall and Sarah and I snuck out of the house to go enjoy the snow at 3 a.m. And we did run into some dude and he was also just out there to enjoy the snow at 3 a.m. But like, what if he wasn't? Right. You know? Right. Exactly. So like you said, we could have a, con- like we were touching yeah. on it during the break. I wanted to talk about yeah. it in the context of. Or have it, you know, a record of it on the cast. Because I think it's important. And I think it's a conversation you need to have. 
and it's just it's this is why we talk so much about diversity of of voice and who is creating the media because it does matter yes but i also like it's so clear to me well it's not clear to me what i was this is kind of an expression of like darcy is so smart and attractive and that's the comedy part of it where it's like oh darcy the men can't i mean that's what's been so humorous about it as we've been reading through it because it is just like you're 12 but canonically i was trying to indicate that taylor is a good person and the best love interest for this young girl because he was trying to say like you're the light of my life you mean a lot to me and thus I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to get carried away with my lust for you. Right. I just, I don't know. I feel like it's important to say that I didn't really understand what a 21-year-old man was really like. And in my, like, in my, I don't even know how to phrase this. Like, you can think of Taylor as more of, like, 17 or 18. But that's not what I wrote. So. Right. But even if he was 18, that's still... No, I mean, that's, well, if we aged the people down, though, like you said, during the break, you figured you put, like, three years on, to, like, yourself, mm-hmm. and then three years on to Taylor, he'd still be 18, and you'd be 12. Yes. Which is still But I thought I was so smart and mature. Yeah, but that's fine, but it's still icky as shit. It is. It is. Also, though, this is, this is Chibi Darcy's fantasy material. Yes. Exactly. So, and as we said earlier, I don't want to shit on anybody's fantasy material. No. But you read it now, you know, 20-something years later, and it's just, well, this is problematic as fuck. There is so much, um, like, attempted rape and sexual assault in this story. Like, Jeremy getting, you know, fake arrested. Right. Uh, Wolf Halleck trying to rape Darcy. This. Like, it, yikes. You it's know. fucked up. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. So let's read more of it, shall we? <laughs> okay, it's, it's fairly, I mean, it's dark, but it's a comedic dark. So, okay. Gradually, the swirling snowdrifts of January iced over into the February's organized anarchy. Why? I mean, what does that mean? Uh, yeah, I would never think of February as uh, anarchy. No. February that, is a fairly tame thing. month, you know? It is. Despite constant philanthropic attempts by the gang to rouse me, I was dog paddling through a maelstrom of melancholy. I think Darcy has SAD. Even though last episode she was like, I don't understand people who have depression. That's stupid. <laughs> One bleary. Why are you just sad? Just be <laughs> happy. Just be sad? Smile. <laughs> One bleary Tuesday morning, February 12th, trigonometry. Okay. I was waylaid by a distraught, bawling, ragamuffin, sobbing figure. Oh, she's in school. Right. She's going to school. Okay. A lot of adjectives. I forgot about that. Oh, Darcy. I (laughs) I was trampled by an onslaught of pity that one reserves for those who will never measure up to one's standards of sensibility. Why would anyone want to be friends with this person? I've been asking myself that from like the beginning (laughs) because she sounds terrible. God almighty. Cleo. Jeez, what's the matter? Cleo, only Cleo. <laughs> Cleo, 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 Cleo. Sorry. Okay. It's Saturn. She sobbed in a flowery tone. Hey. He doesn't love me anymore. Aw. He broke up with me yesterday. Douchebag. Fresh geysers drenched both of us. Oh, and we're like, we're, we're just a couple days out from Valentine's Day. Correct. Okay. Stunned though I was, I refrained. It might be, oh no, that was like a few days ago, February 12th. Okay. Stunned though I was, I refrained from volleying questions. Why? <laughs> 
<laughs> Why pour salt into her own inadequacies? Oh my god. Flying in with that hard C. Uh, Darcy and Taylor kind of deserve each other. They do. I'm, I'm looking forward to when he gets like blown away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think that's how he dies? That's, that's my headcanon. <laughs> we'll see. Or maybe he's crushed by like a piano or something. Something painful. It's definitely painful. Outstanding. I mean, no spoilers. <laughs> but it's pretty clear that Taylor dies. Oh, no. Right? it's Well, because it's like you were 12. Yeah. Of course die. he dies. <laughs> of course he <laughs> dies. Like, this is not a comedy novel. It's a tragedy. Cleo, I comforted her. I'm sure it was just a um, lover's quarrel. No, no, no. She hastened to correct me. He told me, I'm a nice girl and everything, but there's somebody else he's more in love with. Oh, Darcy, I loved him so much, and he doesn't want anything to do with me. Oh, Cleo. I like Cleo. I resolved to engage in a harsh <laughs> congress with Saturn. That doesn't mean what you think it means. Are she going to go fuck him? That is <laughs> sounds like she's going to go brutally <laughs> peg him. <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> Cleo was prattling sorrowfully now about the stingers of jealousy she bore toward whoever Saturn's clandestine paramour might be. I will say also when you use prattling. <laughs> Who's prattling oh, right. It's like, right. go fuck yourself, Darcy. Oh, like, you can listen to your friend, all right, without, like, bitching about. Oh, my God. She's so condescending about the one female friend that she has. Because she thinks Cleo is stupid. Um, Her mat. Ooh. Oh my god. Her mascara streaked shamefully down her face. Fuck you. Right? I was laughing from joy the last like time we recorded and I had mascara coming down my face. Fuck off. Well, it's like, are you implying that she's a whore for she's wearing, wearing makeup, so she's a whore. Or is it just like, oh, she looks a mess and should be embarrassed? No, like, I think it's she's wearing makeup and she's a whore. Yeah, that's what I believe. There's too. Too much makeup on. Now when she's, Darcy wears makeup. It's tasteful. It's tasteful. It's tasteful. And she's smart enough just to keep it on her upper lid, which really wakes up her eyes. She doesn't put it on her lower lid. That's like hard. a whore. Darcy, she moaned. I'm going to be alone on Valentine's Day. No, you aren't. I decided candidly. We'll go see a chick flick. Oh, God. Really? She sniffled, partially mollified. Yes. Now I have to get to Traeger. Mr. Fredrickson is going to kill me. See you, Cleo. You know, it's kind of irrelevant. How could you? New scene. How could you just dump her like that? I screeched, incensed. You didn't give her any warning. You're completely callous. Oh, Saturn, she was so in love with you. How could you? Saturn remained tranquil. Who is it? Who did you give her a Three guesses. Saturn eyed me placidly. I can't tell you. Don't do this to me, I growled. Is, is it the chick who's, like, been fucking around with everybody else? I'm not going to tell you. <sighs> Neurotically shredding a hapless piece of paper. Or is he cheating with Urs? With who? With Ursula. Ooh. Now, that would be good. Hmm. You're going to tell me anyway. I'm going to get it out of you sooner or later, so you might as well save yourself some trouble and tell me now. With an astringent negation, Saturn spurned my pacifism. The only stratagem left was the colossal guilt I could slather on. Saturn, you should have seen her today, I mourned. She was shattered. She was sobbing. Cantankerous Saturn continued to behave mulishly. I kind of like mulishly. You didn't need the cantankerous. No, yeah, I'm into that. Scowling, I surrendered. Fine. You've ruined her Valentine's Day. I hope you're happy. I spat immaturely and flounced out. Valentine's Day arrived expeditiously, accompanied by Taylor, whose honeyed manner caused me no end of delight, and Saturn, who isolated himself pitiably. At breakfast, he viciously spurned the luscious cake, which Tay had labored over previously. Why are you eating cake for breakfast? Hey, cake is definitely a breakfast food. 
I mean, I guess, I guess for Valentine's Day. And I'm just throwing it out no there. Parents. If I've got leftover cake, I'm eating it for breakfast, guys. That's, that's just, fair. that's happening. Like, Taylor bakes a lot of cakes. There's a lot of sweets. Yes, there's been a lot of, there was angel food cake at one point. Motifs. Very, very uh, approving of. Who doesn't like angel food cake? Angel food cake fucking rocks. It's a jelly bean fantasy. <laughs> he wagged off at Mixie. I don't even know what that means. With William's callow immaturity. He's jerking off in front of her. <laughs> he waggled his penis at the dog. <laughs> oh, he practiced no virtuous patience. Even Jeremy seemed sunny in comparison. Where is Jeremy lately? Ian and Dakota are off doing their thing. Actually, there's some good Jeremy coming up probably in the next episode. Ooh, some solid content. Solid. What's wrong with him? Taylor asked somewhat discourteously. I think it's because he broke up with Cleo and whoever it is he likes doesn't like him back. He wouldn't try any cake. Take <laughs> complaints, spearing a bite malevolently. What are you doing today? You want to go for a drive or something? Maybe later. I immediately suffered spiking guilt when I caught the fleeting cast of his viridian eyes. I promised Cleo we'd be single girls and go see a chick flick. That's sweet of you. Gosh, Tay marveled conspiratorially. That was awfully mean of him to do. I think Cleo might really need you today, even more than I do. She seems sort of fragile. I think she is, I diagnosed professionally. I'll cheer her up somehow. Okay, what if Taylor is like a mole person and was right? Like, what if he's like a Kimmy Schmidt? And what if he is like emotionally 15? It's still not okay. Okay. Because he's like, he didn't want to eat my cake. But there's like a, uh, there's a, a conversation about that too in uh, uh, in the Critical Role mm-hmm. fandom. There's a, uh, uh, though both of the characters in question are over 18. Um, you have uh, uh, Jester, who is uh, young-ish. And it's all shipping in like a D&D show, so your mileage may vary. And um, there's been some sort of overtures that this other character, like Caleb, is like into her. Uh, Caleb is also like in his 30s and she's like early 20s, we think. It's never been canonically said how old she is. Mm -hmm. But Caleb was also like in an asylum with his memories being fucked with for like 11 years. Mm -hmm. So there's an argument like, well, is he actually, would you consider him like in his early 30s then? Or would you like correct it, count that? I think corrected. Yeah. I mean, adjusted age. Yeah. But then they would, there's still also though above the age of consent yeah that doesn't make nearly as much of a difference though i would also argue though that the character of caleb in the in the in the story that they are telling is so damaged that he really wouldn't Mm -hmm. you know romance anyone for back of a lack of a better term but that's just me there's a this is almost like the inverse of this but there's a ya book that i really liked by john Corey whaley called noggin and the concept is this bo- have I talked about this on this podcast before? I don't think so. I don't remember you mentioning this. Okay. This boy is dying of some terminal disease, and so they his parents are rich, and they can make an arrangement for him to be cryogenically preserved. And so he dies and is preserved. But then there's a cure for the disease within five years. And so they re- they put they preserve his head and put it on a new body, and the world has moved on without him. And his girlfriend's in college, and she's like, dude, I can't date you anymore. Like, you're still in high school. And it, I just, I loved that as a look at, like, how how much five years can mean right yeah let me get through two more scenes here and then that'll little kind of like end this arc <clears throat> within three hours yin and yang had inhaled their romeo and juliet oh 1997's romeo and juliet with dicaprio and danes is, is that movie good yes 
Okay. I, sorry. Okay, calm down. I mean, I think so. I enjoyed it as well when I was that age. I have not seen it in probably 20 or so years. I feel like any adaptation of Shakespeare, like, can it really be bad? The bones are there. You know what I mean? I think it can be bad. Like, can you think of one? Shakespeare specifically? Yeah. The Gibson Hamlet is a little dry. Because he's enjoyable. just miscast. I'm, yeah. Mel Gibson is an action star. Yeah. Not Hamlet is not guy. an action star. Right. No, he's like literally the opposite of an action star. But wasn't Glenn Close the mom yeah. in that? That's Which is cool. good casting. Him as Hamlet is like, mm, yeah. what, what are we, why are we doing this? Um, I don't know if I've ever actually seen that whole movie. I've seen clips of it. We I'm watched it in English class. Definitely watched like the Branagh version of uh, of Hamlet a couple times. Pretty it's good, good as shit. Um, but no, I think it, it doesn't matter how good of a script something is. If you give put it in the hands of an inept director, it's can definitely come out as garbage. I guess that's true, but it's not because there's be... just so much more to like the language of cinema. You're right, and that's kind of my my weak point. I just don't know much about like I can analyze a shit out of some literature but I'm you just do not... I think it's all just it's all subconscious shit I suppose you're right about it's that. just visual cues that you've internalized that just impart an idea you know I'm gonna use a, a, a tried and true example so like in Pacific Rim, for example. <laughs> okay, it's been like three hours. It has been, I know. But it's and it's it's one of those things that you you don't consciously think of, but like in the lab, right, mm-hmm. you've got you've got Newton, you've got Herman, they've got the line that's mm-hmm. supposed to divide. But when you first see that, Newt's like clearly over the line on Herman's side, being like, it doesn't really matter. You mm-hmm. know, they are a lot like tighter than maybe I don't know. It's just shit like that. I see what you mean. Or like in uh, 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 to steal an example that I know the red letter media guys have used when they they did their discussion of uh, Avatar, the shitty James Cameron movie from like ten years ago. It's like, oh well, these guys are are bad. These military mm. guys. So there's these two. They have these like rednecky looking guys, like sitting in the front during this military briefing because we all know that like rednecky looking guys are like bad news. Shit like I that, see. where it's very just like lowest common denominator bullshit that it just lets him part this idea quickly like you'll see yeah. it and you internalize it but you're not having a conscious thought about it if that makes any sense i guess you're right like i have a lot more experience doing that because you do it in your everyday life and you just do it you make snap right. judgments exactly yeah. and they do that in movies just to get points across quicker i just feel like okay i took an english class on i can't remember it was on the short story and there was one day it was a three-hour class and we spent the entire three hours Analyzing the punctuation in some Poe short story. Mm-hmm. It was, like, it's terribly tedious, but also very illuminating. I don't have that level of ability with visual anything. But it's interesting, though, with the short story, because you only have so much real estate yes. with which to get your point across. So even shit like punctuation is so valuable to yes. the overall point that you're trying to make. And Which, I is, do- which is cool. That's kind of cool. It is cool. I take punctuation very seriously. <laughs> Still. Okay. Um, but Romeo and Juliet is great. Darcy isn't about your comma usage. <laughs> She's more of a semicolon girl. Um, my steps were lissom. Cleo was steeped in misery at my your side. steps were what? Lissom. It's like um, light and smooth. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Happy. Uh, now, you may also be hearing a uh, baby crying 
in the background. Yes. It's upset. It's, it's awakening. My, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> we apologize, but no worries. It's all good here. Um, da boys, da boys. I rapped blithely. <laughs> um, that's unfortunate. I I don't know. Like, is that probably a song from the movie? Yes, yes, it is at the okay. beginning. Remember, because they're like no. the the uh, uh, the Montagues are uh, riding in their stupid car. Okay. And yeah, that's definitely yeah yeah okay. yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, so basically, what we're saying here is we're going to have to have a rewatch of Romeo Plus Juliet by Bosler. It's so good. Um, why did Leo have to die? She choked. So we would all cry. I explained. Darcy's a sociopath. Oh, he was so <laughs> sweet. I was preparing to harangue. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't think that was that funny. Oh, that, that's a, that's the episode title there. Darcy's <laughs> a sociopath. I was preparing to harangue Cleo with Leo anecdotes when her blunt question staggered my glowing parlance. Oh, who yeah. is she, Darcy? Sorry. Who is who? Her. Anne Hogg. She pronounced bitterly. <laughs> Anne Hogg. Egg. The girl Saturn likes now. Her? I don't know, Cleo. Don't think about it. Forget him now. You have Leonardo DiCaprio. He's so much cuter. But he's not real, she wailed. Find out for me, Darcy. I mean, Find he's out. technically a real person, but and not in a fairly unattainable. Of... Right. Quite. Yes. Find out who this girl is, she charged me. I'll try. Mm. Usual merriment curdled. This is a very dark... I guess it's winter. Like, they're going through this, you know. Um, Cleo's going through some shit. Everybody's going through some shit. Saturn sulked behind his aegis. Shield. Um, There's this person who lives on my block that their license plate is my aegis. And I think about it all the time. I'm like, what does that mean to you? And it's a van. It's like, this is, okay. (laughs) This van is my shield. (laughs) Tay was scribbling at random intervals. Dakota, William, Jeremy, and Ivan had embarked on yet another jeopardous. What? <laughs> okay. I don't... I don't know. If you don't know who does, Sheila. <laughs> it's a jeopardous. Yo, are you mad at me? Saturn fluttered. Yo. Yo. No, Taylor replied absently, scrawling like a demon. Transparent yet so opaque. <laughs> Bright wow. yet so dark. Black yet so white. You're hot, then you're cold. You're yes, then you're no. You know what? I need that need that Shakespeare book I was reading. There is an absurd amount of Shakespeare in this story. It's because you had just gone to the festival. Well, we went every year, so it's like a big part of who right, I was. Exactly. I'll be right back, okay? I'm gonna go over to that my house and get it. Saturn hurtled abruptly. Darcy, he squeaked earnestly, then snarled. I have to say this fast. You don't know how scared I am. Oh, do you really love Taylor? Of course, I expostulated. Oh, really? I'm surprised you did not see that coming immediately. <sighs> this is what surprised me when we were reading. Because earlier you were like, they're all in love with Darcy. And I was like, well, not Saturn. He's not. Maybe he is. <sighs> is there any way you could ever love someone else? Oh, no. No, not this. Me over Cleo? My fault. My fault. Her dreams had been battered to bits, massacred by a torpedo of misguided love. My cerulean curls sheltered my cherry complexion. Why me? Oh, come on, Darcy. Wait, wait. Your cerulean curl? She had dyed her hair blue to disguise her old, um, more like prim self, so that they wouldn't know she was the missing girl. Oh. So like, call more attention to yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. Good disguise. Just <laughs> me and my blue hair over here. <laughs> I love you. He snapped. Oh, I've had Jesus a Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> I've had a crush on you since I don't know, almost mm. since you first came here. And you've been with him. 
here's a moment of rare self-awareness. He's kind of, isn't he sort of old for you? <laughs> <laughs> How old is Saturn? Saturn? 16? Yeah, 15 or 16. Saturn, let me say it this way. I don't want to hurt you. I love you as a friend. Nevermore. Nevermore. Likely a tactical mistake. I snagged his hand. Darcy, come on. You know. <sighs> I'm not mad at you. I still like you as much as I ever did. Why would she be mad? Why? Um, I don't know. Because you probably, it's like that guy in um Love Actually. Like You really shouldn't express your love to someone who is happily taken. It's kind of not cool. I guess that's true. You know. But they're not married. And she's in a statutory rape-tastic <laughs> relationship. <laughs> um, There will never be anything. I mean, good for her for being like, just no. Well, right. Yeah. Not it like leading on. Sure. Sure. Oh. Vainglorious pride floated through my veins. It was calamitously channeled into another artery. Okay. Would you kiss me just once? Saturn, I don't want to encourage. I chiseled off my statement. The boy was crying. Does she kiss him? Taylor, forgive me. I chomped skittishly on my tender lip and relented. Ooh. Saturn leaned in haphazardly, absurdly like a canary. What an asinine parallel. <laughs> an internal skirmish rapidly commenced. <sighs> don't curl your lips, Darcy. You can hack this. No, don't suck them back either. Just pretend it's Taylor and you'll be okay. What? Ew. Bad decisions, girl. Like, Pity kiss? why? What does this do? Pity this kiss? isn't helpful to anybody. No. You, you, no. What, what is the thought process here? They, maybe it was because she just went to see Romeo and Juliet. I don't know. Claire Danes isn't kissing anybody else in that. No, there isn't anybody else. Isn't Paul Rudd, like, in that shit, too? <laughs> you just threw your pen because you were so... Gonna throw my pencil because I was so excited about that. Is Wasn't he, one he of like, the... the other prince that, like, she was supposed to oh, marry? Man, he is. Also, the guy who plays Mercutio is really great. I can't remember who that it's guy kind is. kind of a great movie. Uh, no, it's a great okay, movie. Okay, no, we need to rewatch. We definitely need to rewatch. Everything is good. The soundtrack is good. The soundtrack was great. Oh, iconic 90s movie. Indeed. Indeed. The worst case scenario wasted no time in manifesting itself as reality. Tay managed to time his entrance impeccably. In that hellish instant, I wrenched from Saturn's despicable embrace. No, you did this. Yeah, that's your fault, bitch. Taylor's revered Shakespeare smashed in a catastrophic explosion through the mausoleum. Taylor. What mausoleum? What, what mausoleum? Their home of dead love. Okay. Look at me. No, wait. Oh, wait. No. Don't say it, he said crisply. In a sweeping sovereign sequence, he collected his tome, whisked his hair back, and stalked out. I will say he is com- pretty much justified in this. Yeah. No, this is girlfriend. Like, what are you doing? It, you, he left for five minutes. Like, are you, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Why are you sowing discord within the gang? Maybe he'll be like, I shouldn't date someone who's so much younger and less mature than me. Well, now here's the question. Is this where like there's some sort of a separation and they're brought together right before he dies? Probably. Okay. I don't know. Okay, cool. But I mean, this page, it, we'll see. No, wait. I croaked helplessly. You don't understand. I tapered off, ravaged by the cadaverous glare Taylor leveled at me. Saturn, the true perpetrator of the crime. Wrong. Incorrect. No, incorrect. 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 Stuttered out gaucheries. Meek apologies. Should I stop there? The next two are like shorter paragraphs. Let's stop there. Okay. 
Yeah, that, that's all you, bitch. Oh my god, why would you, why, why? Right, you already said no. One, mixed message city. Yeah, Like, what are we, what are we thinking up. here? Bad call, bad idea, Jeans. Why? Why are you doing this? Like, no. No, I said no. We're not into it. And him even asking, it's like, very pathetic. can I have a kiss, like, come on, man. Come on, tighten it up. <laughs> you know, seriously, tighten it up, but... I get it because I think at that age I would have taken the pity kiss if there were a scenario in which that was an option. I would ju- like sometimes you just want to know what it feels like for your like sure fantasy. I guess. No, I mean I this this is the scene that took me by surprise. That seems like something she wouldn't do or he wouldn't do. And I mean I guess they were kind of hanging out together a bit. Yeah. She's a, probably the only girl but there, there wasn't any like romantic overtures at all, though. No, like I, I would have thought like Jeremy before Saturn or right. William, right. like not William because she hates him. No, but it would have been. I feel like that would make sense. It's like, oh, I'm a young boy. There's like a mature, pretty girl in our house. Yeah, I guess that would make a little bit. Yeah, Saturn. It's just kind of like because he had the thing going with Cleo, right. and it's it's it's. And Saturn likes Cleo's, like, if Cleo is as trashy as Darcy wants you to believe, mm-hmm. Saturn likes that about her. He likes a girl who's a little more adventurous and, like, um, sexually mature, probably. Like, Darcy is probably way too chaste and uptight for him. Well, and, yeah. It's a very not Mary Connard miss. No, it's all. not a Mary Connard miss anymore. All right. Over to you. <clears throat> oh, hey, here he is. Cooper had never been able to follow instructions. <laughs> oh, Coop. <laughs> Soon as Renee... <laughs> I'm sorry, please continue. Yeah, fine. Soon as Renee had left him, he immediately followed her footsteps back. It's an odd way of putting that. Uh, the sword clashing and sand <laughs> explosions kept him away. <laughs> that, that, that evokes an odd image. Uh, that doesn't... It doesn't written in there. It just... Uh, Sand explosions. Sound kind of mystical. Interesting. Uh, once the proverbial dust settled, oh, fuck yourself. He crept into the <laughs> Callian camp. Uh, no part of the sand was unsullied. Blotches of deep maroon formed little islands around the scores of the dead. He took care to keep from stepping on them and from vomiting from the sights. Oh, cool. He's sensitive. Well, I mean, if so you weren't used to being person. around like yeah. a lot of death, dead yeah. bodies, you'd get a little like vomit. I think probably. Uh, his trek was stopped as he approached a most unsettling scene. Bloodied and dead. Oh, okay. The prote- no, that doesn't... Bloodied and dead, the protectress <laughs> hovered over the corpse of her husband. Wait. Right, what? that implies that she's dead, not him. Yeah. yeah I, I thought that was like a surprise. That's a, a, a very poorly constructed sentence. It is. is what that is. <laughs> uh, her face was pale. Bob the human's back up in the mix. Yay! Uh, will will you be uh, joining us, sir? Are you? Uh... Well, I'm gonna beat her up there. Okay. But... Sounds good. Then, uh, that that yeah. was Bob the Human of after the movie fame, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just a poorly constructed sentence. Uh, her face was pale and sopping with wet. Yeah, drunk while we wrote this. Apparently, she looked lost. Her clothes were in tatters and hung at odd angles from her body. Yes, dear. I, I'm just gonna say. Yeah. You know, that that sounds like a a sentence that like a Zack Snyder might have wrote. Ooh. 
I don't know. I, I don't know why you're flying up in here trying to get divorced, but I mean, uh, young uh, Robert here has uh, compared uh, Chibi Erica's writing to uh, one Zack Snyder. And uh, if anyone is a lawyer out there, please reach out and maybe we can nip this in the bud. Um. <laughs> Her spear was broken and forgotten. A body laid spread eagle in the spotted sand. Whose body? Cole's. Okay. Cole, not Coop. Cooper kept himself from crying out when the body moved. Maybe it. Oh. What? I think it's Bethano. Oh. Bethano popped up suddenly possessed. Sure. <laughs> His eyes bulged and he began dry heaving. Propping himself up on all fours. Should she kill him? I'm not gonna go. Like, no, he killed her. Well, he no. He killed Cole, and she's probably out of commission. She's near she, dead. Like, was there was there a fight that we missed? No, he told her. Cole told her, "Don't use your don't use the power," and then he so died. Did she like turn it on Bethano then? There wasn't anything oh, Bethano at the see. end of that, right? You see what I mean? No, they had no. Remember, she had butted him to. to that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay, I'm getting all confused here. Um. He, propping himself up on all fours, he crawled forward and reached up to Renee. As if she could feel his touch before he could. You got this poorly constructed sentences all up in this piece. She knelt in front of him. His body shivered and convulsed, but calmed as she placed her hands on his face. Bethanos? Yes. Okay. Her fingers, Cooper's just watching. Cooper's just watching. Okay. He's just on the sidelines. Her fingers dug into his cheeks, five deep craters on each side. She struggled to regain control splitting her lip as her teeth bit into it. I'm sorry if I'm reading this slowly. I'm trying to, like, parse what the fuck is going on here. Um, A calm seemed to glide over her like the tide, and she moved his face to hers. Okay. Coop half expected the space around them to incinerate. He would reflect back on what he was about to see until he lay dying. Oh. He'd never have an explanation... But it enthralled him until his last breath. I mean, it makes sense. It's just sort of a spoiler. Now you know Coop doesn't die anytime soon. Right, 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 right. Renee had whispered, you deserve it. Renee had whispered, you deserve death, you fucking bastard. The Callian King's face went red and he seemed to nod. His mouth burst open and thick black tar poured from his mouth. I actually like the... Sentence construction. Yes, dear. The seemed to nod. Like, that's creepy. And I like it. Like, he isn't in control. Mm -hmm. Uh, Renee stroked his head like a concerned mother. The waterfall subsided, and again he met her gaze. A different man peered from his eyes. The once proud lord struggled to say something deserving of Renee's caresses. I don't hate that sentence. I liked that whole mini scene, actually. He instead crawled into his mind, knowing that he now owed her his life. He couldn't say anything, but began keening. So I guess she, like, purged him of whatever the fuck. But he wasn't, like, a good dude before that, either. I don't think we have enough information. We don't. We definitely don't. But, like, in the context, I would say (laughs) they've had, like, a kind of a -a tete-a-tete going. How do you mean? Like, they've been at, at odds. Yeah. In spite of him being possessed by whatever the you fuck. You mean before he was possessed? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... I always kind of pictured them as blood enemies. 
it seems I mean I think you're right but it seems like he is not a bad guy in and of himself like maybe he is that lower lesser villain that allied with the wrong major player and that was kind of maybe what I was going for but it just kind of all again we're missing a huge chunk so it doesn't all none of this lands no but it's it's possible that someone could be opposed to Renee and still be on the side of right because she's probably done some atrocities she's killed a lot of people sure just leaving a, 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 a fucking wake of death yeah. uh, as she moves through the world. Unapologetically. Um, the tar pool began steaming and dissolved in on itself. Renee took note of it, but kept her attention on Bethano. He clung to her, desperate for absolution. Forgiveness. It all became clear to Renee in that instant. She kissed his forehead. There is a debt here that you must repay. Through his tears, Bethano managed an affirmative reply. I'll call on you someday. She moved her hands over his eyes and he fell asleep. I enjoyed that. I liked that whole scene. Yeah, I, did. I thought it was both well-written and um, moving. And, and there's still more coming here, but I, I think in the context of something different, that that yeah. is interest, could be interesting. Yeah, because it's not, it's not how you would... I thought she would either kill him or probably just kill him. Yeah, just yeah. outright. Because again, wake of death. Yeah. Uh, was forgiveness divine she found this question pulsing in her mind as she laid Bethano down she wanted to rip this man's heart out and tear it to pieces but this was about more than her life now she was no longer hers the legendary protectress was as dead as her husband interesting all that remained was a husk a shell desperately clinging to humanity as the divine struggled to escape oh okay Renee couldn't do it anymore she was finished that's why he told. That's why Cole told her not to do that. She would like ascend, and we kind of talked about that, right? Yeah, yeah, that she would like lose herself in the music. The <laughs> uh, it was then that Renee noticed Cooper. There was no anger in her eyes, no vengeance. He tried to step back, but found himself moving towards her. Take Cole back to the cathedral. That's capital cathedral for some reason. It's the cathedral of Font. On the mountain <laughs> oh, of I forgot about Font. Yes. <laughs> Even her voice had changed. The edge was gone. A serene, ethereal undertone smoothed the words. Uh, but there was a sadness that broke Cooper's heart. Tell Darcy I'm sorry and Mariana not to look for me. Forget your love, Cooper. Save yourself and run. Then she was gone. Do we even know where Darcy is right now? No. I don't think so. But I do think that that... I'm kind of all about that sequence there. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. You know, as there, we'll talk about it more when I let me get through uh, the next bit here. Cole tasted salt at the corners of his mouth, and his heart was full. He hadn't heard the stern voice of the woman who stole his love. He'd heard the voice of the creator, and she charged him with a quest. He stooped over the body and then popped up immediately. The wound was too terrible to study. He instead scoured the landscape for something else alive. Okay, then we've got, like, more random fucking people coming in here. Oh, okay. All right. We, we might need a context corner here in okay. a second. Uh, the tree line approached swiftly, and Lena... Who we have, how do we have, like... <laughs> I don't know if I thought I was being clever or what the fuck there, but, like, come on, guys. Uh, the tree line approached swiftly, and Lena realized how long and hard they had been riding. Genoa was just beyond the forest. They have amazing salami there. <laughs> she allowed herself a tired smile and rested her chin gently on Lily's head. So Lena apparently 
in some way was charged by someone to protect Lily, who you'll remember is Cole and Renee's daughter. Yes. Uh, you love the forest, my lemon. It's beautiful this time of year. <laughs> my sour little lemon. <laughs> I mean, it's Aww, cute. it's cute. Uh, will Mama and Papa be back soon? Oh, fuck. That's the thing about children, Lena told herself. They cut right to the quick with no concern for the impossibility of the question. Uh, she'd never been an understanding woman, but she tried to put herself in the mind of the child. They'll be back when they get back, she said a little too sternly. Just try to enjoy yourself while you're with me. We can go swimming, we'll go to the market. We'll go on vacation! <laughs> Doesn't say that. Uh, they whittle the best little toys out of the fallen tree branches. You'll love it. Too peppy now. No wonder she never had children of her own. Oh. She felt her age as she shifted uncomfortably on her horse. She'd ever enjoyed riding. When she traveled to the cathedral... Capital C. For worship those few times a year, she never rode. The I'm wagon kind of feeling Lena. Right? Like... Yeah, that's the side characters in this. Yes, are fucking great. <laughs> uh, the wagon train wasn't much better, but her inner thighs screamed at her for not going that route. She sighed and kissed the top of Lily's head. Uh, she craned her neck, searching the landscape for a suitable place to spend the evening. Uh, there should have been a guard out after them by now. Lena sighed again and felt panic rise in her stomach. This was a hopeless endeavor. The horse jerked its head and reared onto its hind legs. Lily stirred and dug her small hands into her aunt's legs. Oh, come on, oh. Lena and Gina are fucking like sisters. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's like child abuse. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Trying desperately to keep herself on the horse and not allow Lily to fall off, Lena clung to the child. From the shadow of the trees, a cooing voice soothed the horse and the beast immediately calmed. It huffed and tossed its head before settling to munch on some grass. Hmm. Uh, Lena reached for her water canteen just to have something fairly heavy to defend herself with. Nice. Uh, She didn't bring a weapon? No, why would you? That would be smart. Who's there? Renee, still beaten and bloodied, walked into the light and petted the horse's mane. Interesting. Her hands were shaking as she ran them through the hair. Hello, Auntie. Because I call all my aunts Auntie. So do I. Yeah, I was never, like, even as I got older, it's anyone who ever had that, like, IE or Y that, like, in theory should go away as they get older, never went no, away. No, yeah. I'm like, no, this is what I've caused you forever. That's just. Is that weird? Now I'm thinking, is that, like, calling your mom mommy at age 40? Like, I don't know. Weird? Like, my brother so. is, my brother has always been Joey. And yeah. uh, there was a point where he, like, you know, reached his, like, mid-20s and he wanted people to call him Joe. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm your older sister. Yeah, no. You will forever be Joey to me. And I still call all my aunts auntie so his mom still calls him stevie Aww. it's real cute it's cute yeah uh ba, 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 ba. lily's face lit up and she slid off the horse she fell roughly to the ground but ignored the stinging in her shins to run, run up rush up excuse me to her mother renee stooped to pick her up and held her tightly uh gods above and below renee what happened to you there's nothing to talk about you'll hear about everything soon enough i need some provisions and a little money i have to leave Lena slipped off the horse. I'll help you in any way that I can, dear, but... Renee shook her head. No, I won't talk about it now. Let's go to Genoa. They'll be looking for us soon. That's the only place we'll be safe right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll leave it there. All right. I feel like things picked up. I feel like that is probably the best part of what I have. It's funny because... Thus far. I mean, I haven't read ahead, so who knows? It feels like the climax, but it's not really because we haven't resolved where's Darcy. Well, and I also think that I didn't have any kind of a grasp 
of you know we rise up to the climax and, mm-hmm. and then you know <laughs> shit gets resolved there are things um deadly premonition my all-time favorite amazing video game has like four or five successive climaxes yep. and it makes it a completely insane story it's but you can, it can be done with a deft hand perhaps yes. or in the context <laughs> of this is a shitty video game that you happen to appreciate for its shittiness yes it's also really ambitious like what it's trying to do like it maybe fails at some things but what it's trying to do is leagues above and beyond what most people are well and i do think that you have to appreciate ambition like that as well i do i am really into things that have like crazy mixed reviews because i know they were going for something well that's the thing you tried you tried to do something different you may have failed and maybe it's a spectacular failure (laughs) but you can still wring some enjoyment from that so a spectacular failure well i'm excited to see what happens next in our next episode i'm intrigued as well because yeah i mean i don't there's not a ton left here mm-hmm. like maybe 10 or so pages maybe a little more than that but we, you're, we're finally Stack getting deck is kind of getting a little a little uh light maybe there like too 40 pages or 35 we may have to do a count before we, if we record another episode here. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for uh, uh, hanging out with us. We do so appreciate it. Um, check out teampoomanife.com to go check out the uh, uh, other battery of podcasts that we have. And uh, um, rate and review if you feel the need to. I mean, it's validating for us, but ultimately I don't really think it, it matters in the grand scheme. Disagree. We're small enough stars. that I really don't think it matters. I gave us five stars too because I think we're fucking red. <laughs> Um, but again, thank you very much. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Lady Near the Lake. Sheila's not on Twitter because she's a smart person. So I am, but it's a secret. <laughs> oh, oh, intriguing. no! It's it's just like from library school when I had to set up a Twitter. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, that's a long time ago then. Mm-hmm. Nice, almost ten years. All right. Well, thank you again, uh, ladies and gentlemen. If there are any dudes that listen, <laughs> we do very much appreciate it, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you. This has been a Puma Knife production.